This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. You are tuned to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. Radio Kipoop at 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that definitely cares. Welcome to the show, my family. Trusting that uh, all is well and you're having yourself an absolutely fabulous Thursday evening um, as uh, we have taken you on a journey um, with, of course, Lauren from 5 to 6, uh, 6 to 7, uh, GCIS team. And uh, right now it is the yellow mic with me, Tutula TC, and taking you through to 8 p.m. this evening. Thank you so much for joining us for the those that are listening to the radio, those that are not, that those that are, please call the ones that are not and tell them to listen up. It is the Yellow Mic where we speak all things uh, community, all things justice, all things um, that are happening, you know, um, within our society that sometimes we don't get a chance to speak about in our churches. This is the platform here on the Yellow Mic. We basically say um, it is time, T-Y-M, it is time to speak out about the things that we need to speak out about. About. Right now, today, we're focusing on community development. Why do we have such things as leadership and community development within our communities? Are these programs and NGOs helping our communities? Are they helping to develop leaders, you know, within our society? So that's what we're going to be speaking about. Please do tune in. And if you'd like to comment, uh, the lines are open. The WhatsApp line is 081-729-1657. That is 0817291657 pretty simple and easy in order for you to get through to me same god smubanda uh, featuring benjamin dube coming your way Radio Campus uh, on the road to true living family. Welcome to the show. If you're listening, wherever you are, we'd like your interaction. What do you think of community development, leadership development? That is what we're speaking about uh, this evening. My name is TC and uh, we take, I'm taking you through to 8 p.m. Um, I do have Polly Sa who is going to be speaking to me shortly. Um, she's going to be speaking about her program that she's developed over um, uh, the COVID 19 period pandemic and uh, when we were on lockdown she was busy writing things down and ensuring that um, so uh, becomes a reality and that is uh, a, a something that uh, she has developed herself it's a leadership development program um now when we look at leadership and uh, development i think uh, Community development, uh, you know, through leadership uh, development is uh, something which is vital for our communities. And I believe that it does bring us uh, um, uh, together as communities. It builds um, uh, stronger communities and also a more diverse community as well. And uh, ensuring that everyone sort of uh, is is utilized and is contributing to the bigger community and when we say that you know in the end of the day it actually helps um, to groom um, individuals, to groom young people, to be you know the best that they can be in whatever field that they choose, um, they want to be in, and it almost has a way as well. You know, if you're part of a, a, a leadership program, I was also part of one when I was uh, in uh, CPUT. Um, it almost has a way of uh, 
pushing you to where you're supposed to be. And, uh, you know, I commend uh, people that have... Uh, um, you know, um, started and established such organizations because they really do um, sort of set you up for success in a sense, you know, um, in whatever way success, whatever success means to you, but definitely does set you up to achieve and to really be in the field that you're supposed to be and to flourish within that field. Um, and I think many of us can attest to that, that, you know, because of a certain uh, program that I did, I was able to, you know, push myself to the next level of my life. Yes, I might not have followed that particular program, but it helped me. So so I think as communities, as leaders, as young people, um, I think it's high time, you know, we got involved in uh, ensuring that uh, we uh, build our various communities. Because through that, when you build a community, there's so much that happens within that, you know, whether it's a program that you're providing, you know, you provide someone with a sense of ownership and once you provide someone with a sense of ownership there's something that begins to happen within that particular person you know that all right so i'm part of this particular program and therefore you know um within this particular program these are the various things that i'm learning and i'm growing and you sort of get to understand who you are what you want and through that something bigger might come and then uh, something you know bigger comes and then you're part of this something bigger and in the end of the day you're contributing again to you, you to your community in a different way now and uh, you know you're also contributing to the economy as well um so it really just is a holistic approach you know when you look at community development and the importance of it and family i'd like you to be a part of this conversation you know what does it mean to you community development have you been part of a community program in the past has it helped you in any way? You know, we hear about community uh, project uh, programs and some of us have been part of those and, uh, you know, some of us are part of them now. And, you know, there, there's a lot that's happening in our communities. Uh, so the, the question is, is it working? Is it not? Um, should we continue with these uh, programs? 0817291657. That is the WhatsApp line. WhatsApp line is 0817291657. My feet are on the rock. I am they coming your way and we'll be getting on the line with Paulisa. My feet are on the rock. I am there at 24 minutes past seven. My name is TC, taking you through to 8 p.m. this evening. And uh, we're talking community development, uh, the importance of that, uh, community leadership, and also just looking at uh, community programs or development programs, leadership and development programs that are out there. And uh, tonight we're having a conversation with uh, Polisa Faldane, and uh, she is uh, the founder of SOAR Leadership Development Program, um, a leadership development program that uh, was established way back, I believe, um, but uh, came to fruition um, during the time of lockdown and uh, the pandemic that we're still facing, um, even though we are on level one. Um, so it's always exciting to speak to someone in the community that is making a difference um, because that's what we're about, you know, making a difference and ensuring that um, change happens in our communities and change happens 
slowly but surely, you know, one person at a time. But uh, it's important for us uh, to all contribute to that change. And uh, Polisa is here to tell us a little bit more about SOAR and uh, community development as a whole and, uh, you know, leadership programs and uh, the importance of those. Um, Polisa, how are you this evening? Hello, um, Tutula. I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this means a lot here at 729K Pulpit. Um, so we know you as the founder of SOAR. You are also um, uh, someone that I went to university with. <laughs> and we were part of a program together. So the, the, the family or the listeners must know this. And uh, that sort of led you to where you are are now in a sense in terms of starting your own leadership and development program so take us through the reason why you established soul um okay so i think i'm going to take you back on a little bit of a memory um trip so i think in the years 1204 1206 we went through this program and for me the biggest life-changing moment was in those three years, apart from the academics that I got from CPUT, was the life-changing decisions that I could make for my personal life and my career coming out of that program. That I felt that if I had knew, known what I knew then, um, sooner, I would have made these decisions a little bit different. Um, when I was at CPUT, the decision to go into internal auditing was purely because I enjoyed accounting at school, let alone did I know that maybe this is not really what my passion was. Um, and going through the program, going through what we used to call Top Cats was a rude awakening for me to realize who I am, to realize what I'm good at, and to realize how I can tap into a better self, which was the discovery to realizing that what I was doing for all those three years at CPUT was merely something of like a little tick box. But what I really discovered about myself three years later mm-hmm. into the varsity was what am I really good at and what do I really enjoy and what do I really love? And with that, I felt that if somebody had done this for me when I was 17, when I was 16, when I was at a time of not knowing how to make proper decisions and how to choose the right things, I probably would have chosen the right career or I would have at least unleashed my better self sooner. I could have gone through a self-discovery a little bit sooner. Yes, teenagers changes their minds very frequently, but the element of finding what you really love or the element of somebody planting the seed and uncovering what it is that you really love sooner could have helped make better decisions for me. And that's how Saul was born because... For me, during the lockdown, it was time to revisit because this has always been a dream of mine, but I never had the time and capacity to bring it to life. So that's what lockdown did for me, was to say, take time and to revisit what you really wanted to do and to give back and teach somebody else what your journey was and what somebody else had installed in you. And also, obviously, my career helped in grooming and getting all the content and getting all the information that I needed to make it actually come true. Fantastic. Wow. Um, It sounds like, you know, just a holistic um, approach, you know, in terms of um, sort of just going around and what you learned then, you now giving it back to other, you know, youngsters and uh, you almost doing it earlier in life because you felt that you needed that earlier. 
So All right. I think with the world changing and being a parent at this age, mm. it gave me insight into what does my child not know and that I know and that I couldn't uh, have gotten anywhere else if I had not gone to CPUT. And for me right now, it's to say, what if this child never ends up at CPUT and never gets this exposure? Mm. What if the child that I walk past every day never gets the opportunity to be in a program that can give them the skills? Because Let's face realities. Our economy might not be at its best. Some families are struggling more than others. But why am I depriving a child that's walking down the street an opportunity to be also exposed to some of these softer skills, to some of these decision-making skills that they can learn sooner and without having to say, let's wait until we get to varsity? Mm, fantastic. No, absolutely. It is much needed. Um, so obviously now we are um, still in the middle of a pandemic, but you have started yeah. what you've started. Um, what are the hopes, you know, in terms of uh, the various programs that you'll run? Um, how is it, you know, how will it map out? And uh, um, obviously there are many layers to it, but I'm sure you will be able to, you know, just briefly um, explain to us, uh, you know, how will Soul run? So I think the biggest challenge um, right now, TC, is uh, the whole digital platform that we are on. Mm. Um, and I'm tapping into different children from different communities, and not everybody has the resources. So Soul currently... For the past three weeks or the past four weeks that we've engaged, we've only been on Zoom, obviously, to make sure that we're not putting the kids at risk or ourselves at risk to try and also to adhere to the regulations in terms of COVID. Mm. Um, and remember, so was born in level three, level two of the lockdown. And it was still for me a fear of exposing somebody into an environment where we don't know what we don't know. Mm. So right now, we're still on a digital platform. We meet on Zoom. And the biggest challenge is data in South Africa. It's always been an adult problem. Now it's yeah. a children's problem as well. <laughs> so the the data, obviously, to go onto Zoom, for them to always have data is a big challenge for me, which is why I, I'm at this point of getting to a point of registering so as an NGO completely. And we can start tapping into getting our resources and we can get some sponsorships and help wherever we can to make sure they can participate and they can be part of the program fully. Mm. So right now we're on Zoom and we try and meet twice a month. Um, we meet in the afternoon, they sleep ahead. So our first session, we had it in the morning. It was um, one of those where I had to literally keep waking <laughs> people up for the session. And we're talking 10 o'clock, okay? Um, so it's a bunch of teenagers, so we have to understand. Mm. So we're flexible in that. We, we run the program between 2, 3 in the afternoon and a Saturday try also to impact the academics as little as we can, even though the should for me is a vision to sit in the schooling community. In, in my future vision is to see this program being run as a cultural development program in the school as part of their schooling life so that no child gets left out. Um, but at this stage, obviously, I don't have the resources and capacity to be in those schools, so I tap into the kids that I can reach out to. Um, so at this point, we do advise Zoom, we will try and have those face-to-face interactions. You know how teams are built and the strength and the courage and trust of each other is built when you meet people face-to-face mm. and the engagement is there. So um, we are going to start meeting face-to-face. Obviously, we need to, uh, to stick to the regulatory where they walk around with the mask, we'll have sanitizers, 
we try and also be safe wherever we are. Mm. So those are the two methods. We, we try the blended approach where we do Zoom and we'll do a bit of um, face-to-face interactions in certain um, safe areas where we can actually make sure that the kids are safe. Mm. Wow. Phenomenal. Uh, looking at, uh, you know, giving back to the community, um, what can you say? Why is that important and imperative for us as South Africans to look into the communities that, uh, you know, one has come from um, or, you know, the community that you're in to ensure that um, you give back, you know, with the skills that you have, with mm. with your journey that you have, the experience that you have, um, to almost uh, help guide the next generation. Um, again, to go back to our economy, and I think we're living in a thriving community that also struggles. So if you look at the un- unemployment rate at this stage, and we went through an academic life of going through high primary school, high school, varsity, um, and from varsity, you go work for someone, essentially. That's the part that's always been embedded in our brains. And as we grow, we're finding a different kind of child. We're finding a different kind of parent. I mean, we are young parents. Our children are young. The generation is changing. The world is changing. Um, we're already in the fourth industrial revolution. Can we really sustain the kind of life that we've been living to say, if I look at my 18-year-old now, what will 2030, 2030's careers look like? And will they fit that career path looking at what we do now? So for me, the community at large is to say, we need to create self-starters. We need to create children that are innovative. We need to look at children that can be strong in their character, self-aware, and know what their strengths are. Um, be able to motivate them. I know in the old day, if you wanted, I think if I had said to my mom, I want to maybe be an influencer, she would have said, are you not? Um, but if we look at the generation now, you need to be able to motivate because that's the world they're going to live in. But you also need to be realistic enough in painting a picture to say how sustainable is the career choice that you are making. So the long term is to say you plant the seed now to create a person that's very self-aware, that's motivated, but not to start and create a part of them, of their own, to develop their own career right now. And if that hobby is something that that child likes, if it's ballet that that child likes, if it's painting that that child likes now, we nurture that skill and we say grow with it and see how you can make that your next source of income. And if the world changes and you're not able to make your own or work for someone, should you not be able to be employable or employed looking at the, the state of our country, then we want to be able to say, at least I know my child can actually do something of their own and they're not scared to start something on their own. And that's essentially what school tries to do, to say, how do we cultivate a culture of a child that's able to self, to be self-sufficient as they grow, not only when they're in their 30s or their 20s, How do we cultivate that culture of entrepreneurial at a young age? And how do they manage money at a young age? And those are some of the modules that we have on SOAR. And we do bring in some people that are specialists in those areas. So I, at no point am I an expert in all of these topics, but I do bring in people that can help them and guide them and motivate, and we show them that we have people that have walked your path, and this is where they act now, and they will guide and support us and help us into shaping these um, young people into who they want to really be. Powerful. 
Powerful stuff indeed and uh, really wise words there, you know, in terms of preparing um, the youth of today, you know, for almost the next decade, you know, and also realizing that things have changed, you know, we're in a different world. And how do you best prepare um, a young yeah. person today for what is to come in the future and where we are right now? Um, then looking at, uh, you know, just the way forward um, in terms of SOAR um, and and also um, just involvement as well. Um, where do you wish to take it? Uh, you've already, you know, mentioned here and there, um, uh, but also, you know, just looking at the bigger plan and the bigger picture um, of what it uh, um, potentially um, could look like. So for me, short term, as in, in the next year or two, I need to see so registered. I need to see so getting more and more kids. Um, tapping more um, communities. But um, essentially, I think the long-term vision is for me to see SOAR program running as a cultural development program in schools. And I'd love that because I want it to be part of... We, we can. I mean, I've seen it in other schools um, where those programs exist, but I have never seen it in our community schools. If I go to the Shaza High, they don't have these kind of things. If I go to our local community schools where we talk about now those what you call um, local government schools mm. that don't have those resources. And these children will come out of those schools and go to varsity for the first time and only see these things there. For me, it would be great to start as young as 16, 15, because at that age, they are able to know, they can pick up what they like and what they don't like, and we can motivate and we can actually groom them to be able to start knowing how to manage money at that age. They start... Um, um, fundraising at those ages, start making money and managing money and actually grow your money um, and start your own little business. Um, and one of the things that motivates me most is the fact that when I go and watch some of these American TV shows, I would see a 12-year-old, and I always watch this with my daughter, and one of these cooking shows when mm. MasterChef Junior, mm. a 12-year-old would be disqualified for a program they, they, they could have won. And But the confidence in the child that says, we started off as 400 people. I came out third. I didn't lose. Mm. I walked out as a winner. Mm. And that's the kind of child I want to see walk out of our township mm. that will say, I might not have gone to varsity, but look at me now. I can make it. Mm. And that's essentially my goal is to get this into our local high school and become a program that exists in each and at most as many high schools as I can tap into. Fantastic. Be the change that you want to see, you know, in the world and in your community. This yeah. to me, um, that's, that is what it communicates that, uh, you know, if you see a gap in the market or if you see something that you didn't get or something that you would love, yeah. um, you know, your peers to get or um, your child to get, then do it um, and uh, we would like to commend you for your boldness and your bravery and uh, really just uh, having that uh, sort of fire to to do something about uh, the issues that you see around you in your community um, so family out there we are speaking to Polisa Valdain and she is the founder of Soul Leadership Development Program um, I think what's left now is for you to share um, your social media details and and how do parents um, or even youngsters that are listening to you right now get a hold of you? Okay, at this 
stage, we haven't created any social media pages. I know you're all going to kill me. <laughs> I'll take the bullets. <laughs> um, at this stage, anybody who's interested in store can go through to my email, which will be polisa, P-O-L-I-S-A, dot falpain at gmail.com, or come through my cell phone number on 073 That's how I'm contactable at this stage. Um, and I think it's very um, purposeful why I'm not on social media platforms yet. And I feel for me, as soon as we registered and as soon as we have all our paperwork done, it then gives me the platform to go that that big. Mm. Um, I think right now, because we are still crawling, we're still babies, we're still feeding, um, I really want us to groom and make sure that we, we almost get all our little admin out of the way before we go onto social media platforms and let the world know. But yes, we are accessible on our emails and our contact numbers. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. So we really do appreciate your time. And uh, please go out there and soar. <laughs> Thank you. We intend to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Polisa Faldane, um, founder um, and of Soar Leadership Development Program. Please, family, get a hold of her if you'd like uh, your son, your daughter, your nephew, your niece to be a part of of the program i think it will be very beneficial thank you very much and be blessed thank you carrie right family um that's what's up uh, important importance of building your community as a young person she's a young person herself but she's saying you know what um i've come this far yes i might not be where i want to be but i've walked a journey and i'm here to tell the story and i want to help you young person to ensure that uh, you sort of are prepared for the future prepared for what is to come and uh, to build confident young people that are gonna go out to the world and say yes I can do it. Yes, I am able, you know, um, and I love this approach. Uh, family, like I said, please get through to us. If you'd like to comment, if you'd like to be a part of this in any way, you heard her, they're looking for resources. So please do assist the sister out there. 0817291657. You blessed me still. Benjamin Dube coming your way. There is radio and radio. And then there is Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Can you hear the difference? And of course, uh, family, that's a beautiful song by Benjamin Dube. Um, uh, as believers, we know that, uh, you know, we've been called to make a difference um, uh, in our communities, uh, you know, wherever we are, you know, we are called um uh, to really um be the hands and uh, be the feet of jesus um you know we are called to be that example where people when people see us when they interact with us um uh, we are supposed to you know reflect jesus they're supposed to say there is something about that girl there's something about that um guy there is something about that uh, lady there is something about that young person um and of course you and me as believers know that that thing is of course the christ that lives within so family um let's try it's not easy um because we live in the world isn't <laughs> in the world things do happen um but 
you know, I do believe that as believers, we do have a, a, that mandate that we need to stick to um, that, you know, no matter what happens around us, that we still reflect who Christ is, you know, that we do not change um, because of uh, how the world reacts to certain things or how we believe so we believe um, we should react to certain things. But let it always be about Christ. You know, how would Christ react to this? What would Christ do in this situation? Word of God says, let us be the salt and the light um, of this world. So that for me says, as Christians, as believers, we are called to make a difference in whatever way, whether it be in your workplace, whether it be in your community, no matter where you are, you know, whatever career that you have, you are called to be the salt and the light. So we are supposed to know, you know, people are supposed to know you um, because of how you are. You should be a Christ-like person. Um, that is what God expects. I, I'm not making up these rules. <laughs> so family, um, that is just to remind you and me that uh, salt in the light of the world, that's us. That's who we are. And uh, I think, I do believe that as believers, there should be more of an urgency uh, when it comes to making a difference in our communities because that's a, that is what we are called to do. You know, whatever it may be, even if it means that you're starting something during the weekends, um, but something needs to be done. Um, you know, don't necessarily have to um, be about, you know, preaching or, um, you know, sharing Bible verses, but it can literally um, just be about sharing the heart of Christ. And uh, that's who we are, you know, the heart of Jesus. People want to see that in you. People want to see that in me. Um, how is it that you're, you know, how are you doing it? You know, are you, you know, when you go to a shopping center, do you, I, once, um, I read about a guy that um, started just randomly paying for people's groceries um, at um, the store. There's a guy in South Africa that does that as well, but this was a different guy. Um, and it, it's a way, it's a pastor, and it was a way of him to sort of, you know, say that uh, I'm able to provide uh, for you um, and for myself, and this is, me blessing you you know because we as believers understand that language of blessing another person without expecting anything in return so that's just an example so ultimately that's what and what we should be doing you know um uh, out there in our communities in uh, the spaces that we occupy the spaces that we're in you know whether it be work whether it be family you should be known as you know a giver you should be known as a forgiver <laughs> you know you should be known as a lover not a hater come on now family <laughs> we've got about seven minutes to go Hello, my name is Matthew West coming your way. Hear God's word. Find renewal and hope for your life with Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. 
Grand Fund Renewal and Hope right here on 79am Radio K Pulpit Family. We are still together. Three minutes to go until the top of the hour. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Um, it has been absolutely phenomenal. May you be blessed wherever you go, whatever you do for the rest of the week and forever and forever more. <laughs> and remember what we spoke about, making a difference in your community whatever it may be you know the little thing that you're thinking it doesn't matter it doesn't count it probably does so please go out there and be the salt and the light um matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16 says you are the salt and of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be um how can it be made salty again is it, it it is no longer good for anything ex- except to be thrown out and to be trampled underfoot so therefore remember that you are the salt of and are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven it's biblical my family it's not me i'm not making these things up matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16 may god bless you be with you support you love you and heal you um with whatever it is uh, that you may be going through right now and restore your life god bless you for sean mitchell the potter's house this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.